Welcome to season two of the Why Music podcast, where we talk to independent artists about their journeys, the inspirations behind their music, and ultimately why they make music. This next artist is a jack of all trades based in Nashville, Tennessee. At the young age of just 20, she's already got plenty of releases under her belt. Combining styles of jazz, pop, R&B, with even a taste of folk, she has a sound like no other that you'll certainly want to hear. Welcome, Jade. Hello, thank you for inviting me. So I always like to get started kind of with where your journey with music all started. Okay. Um, so my mom put me into like piano at a super young age. Um, and I like grew a huge love for it, which is why like I'm still continuing um, at Belmont. I'm still doing a classical piano minor um, just because it really means a lot to me. Um, but I started to learn how to like sing and play and I got really into singing and then um, in like high school my voice teacher um, Leah she was like oh yeah I'm also like a freelance audio engineer and like if you ever want to record a song like you can reach out to me and then I decided to do that and so um, I have recorded like all of my music with her since then she's really great and um she's also been super nice that since she's a freelance audio engineer she has also introduced me to like the audio world and like um she's kind of become my mentor and has taught me a lot about like other aspects of audio that I want to go into so yeah very exciting so when did it kind of turn from like obviously started in piano when did it kind of turn into like you started writing music like where was that kind of transition I think my my first piano teacher, she didn't put a big emphasis on my classical training. She was really big on like learning to sing and play. So it kind of started pretty early. But what would happen is like we would go to different senior centers and then like have little recitals where I would sing and play. Um, and at first it was like a lot of old timey jazz songs that she knew, which is also how I got into jazz. And then um that just made me really want to experiment around with like writing and things like that so at what point did it kind of like start to come together with like like beyond just experimenting with writing but turning into like oh I'm actually like putting songs together and then kind of turning into yeah I'll release them um I think my my in high school, my mom was super encouraging about me recording my first song. So the first two songs I ever recorded were covers because I wasn't really comfortable with my own music yet. Um, so it was kind of like recording those, putting them out and then like checking on it. Like I didn't think anything would come of it. So I literally did not look at the results for it, like statistics at all for like half a year. And then I looked at it. I'm like, this has like 20,000 streams. What? Um, but that kind of gave me like the the boost of confidence I needed to like finish what I had started um, writing. And I was more comfortable with the recording process at that point. So in high school, I started taking songwriting like a lot more seriously and making sure I was like finishing what I had started. That is an issue that a lot of people run yeah. into. It's like you start and then it's just like it never gets finished. I have so many like half songs that... I just plan on keeping as half songs, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they always say like, you have to write bad stuff to get through and get to the point of writing good stuff. So is there like, do you think that that sort of leaving things half unfinished or like the songs that you do finish, like, 
do you is there a like thought process behind what you finish and what you don't like is it um a little bit I I do feel a lot of pressure to finish songs but then with my latest like EP there were a couple songs on there that were half songs that I pretty much chose to keep as half songs like I made it sound like it had an ending to them but they're quite short they're only a minute long um because I was like I'm pretty happy with where this is and I kind of got the message that I wanted to get across and I don't I think if I were to expand on it it would kind of be redundant like I was just super happy with where it was, even though it was super short and like technically unfinished. So I was like, well, that's okay. Like, what if I just released it anyways? Um, But then there are other songs that I try to push to finish if they have like more fuller or like complex ideas. Um, But writing those half songs has helped me get just, it's good. It's like helping me just get out more and more practice with writing in general. So that's interesting. I've never really thought about it. Like, Cause like I have plenty in my notes and it's just like a verse or a chorus. And it's yeah. just like, I think those things are just going to live there as yeah. that. like I've gone back through and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should finish this, but it's like, I'm already writing these other new ideas. Yeah. How are we going to, how are we going to find the time to do all of these things? Yeah. But releasing them as kind of like shorter little snippets, like, yeah, it, you're, you're I mean, there are some things where it's like you write it and it's like, if you're going to continue, it is just going to be the same thing over and over. So yeah. just putting it out and, like if you have something small and you like it just put it mm-hmm. out that's yeah. a great that's a it's great fun. kind of approach it, it takes some pressure off of you too yeah because it's yeah. like I mean you just have to convince them to listen for a minute rather than like the whole like three and a half or whatever you know yeah exactly that too mm-hmm. um so I think you kind of touched on it a little bit but when was it was there like a definitive moment that you kind of decided like, oh, you're really, you're like writing these songs, you're releasing these songs. At what point did you kind of commit to that as something that you were pursuing long-term? Um, Probably after the release of Lavi and Rose, which is like my f- first official cover that blew up, blew up, but um, that was very encouraging. And so I started writing a lot more stuff and kind of getting opportunities from it, like, um, one of my mom's co-workers he is he's very interesting he's like he's developing like a VR game for fun as like a personal passion project which is really impressive like I wish I could do that but um (laughs) he really wanted to incorporate music into it so he like hired me to write three songs for it and then that's that's where do you want to go somebody to love in hometown those are all for that game like for his like prompts and ideas that he had um and that was also really encouraging um because I was so new to songwriting kind of it was kind of nice to have his guidance like I would kind of like the song to sound like this or have this theme and then once I got even more comfortable with that um and I put it out and I felt really excited about it I was like I should just keep going so I generally try to have like one release per year um because of that although I might be skipping this year but um school's just been crazy but I do have something ready to record I just need to like make the time for it um but yeah like once once Lavi and Rose came out and like the things that happened thereafter um it was just very encouraging for me to take it a lot more seriously yeah I think one of the big things with music is like it's hard to see that kind of instant gratification 
yeah. because it's like those streams come over time and it's like with something that you put so much time into you want there to just be the results like right there, there but that yeah. is never the case no. so having something that like like you said like lobby and rose just kind of happen that way like that definitely is going to light a fire under your ass and yeah let you like keep going so that's I mean yeah that was really exciting I'm sure that's a great especially since it was yeah. like a cover like that's a mm -hmm. great kind of kickstart to push you yeah. into wanting to do more and more mm -hmm. um is there a common theme or um idea that you think often like inspires a lot of your writing like is there something that you think like someone looking at your repertoire if you will um would see a common like topic or theme within your music or is there something that like inspires your writing a lot for sure um I think I write a lot about relationships that I observe in like other people around me um as like kind of less than whatever is going on in my life so like um somebody to love is about okay the sun's coming through but um somebody to love is about um, the relationship between like my best friend and her boyfriend because they have like this really nice like relationship with each other it's really nice to see and that was super like heartwarming so um, I wrote about that and um, but then I also have songs like who are you to say which is pretty much the opposite it's kind of like a F you song um but it wasn't because I went through like the worst relationship in history it was kind of just also observing like what other people were going through in life um that just kind of made me want to write about it do you think that because oftentimes like we see people writing about their own kind of experiences do you think taking it from the approach of I'm not necessarily telling my own story, but I'm writing it from like an observational perspective. Do you think that that adds kind of a different taste to the songs that you write? I would like to think so, but I, I think if you don't know this context going in, you might listen to it and be like, man, she's been through some rough relationships. But <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really like clarifying that anywhere except for on this podcast really. But um, I think people will see a lot of, variety and how I approach the same topics like relationships like somebody to love and who are you to say are like really opposite messages um so I think there's a good like I can approach it from any angle yeah do you write them from the perspective of like you're involved or do you write it more so, I mean obviously it might it might depend but do you write it more so from the perspective of like watching it happen like essentially like as if it was like you're narrating a movie kind of deal mm -hmm. I I write it from like first person perspective like as if I was okay. the person experiencing it um yeah I don't really do third person that much I don't think I mean it's it's still it's an interesting kind of perspective to take like yeah it's not your own experience but you're still able to put yourself in those shoes to write those kind of stories yeah I mean it's like it's people directly in my life so I feel right. like pretty strongly for them so it's almost like whatever you're feeling I'm feeling because like I want like the best for you so um but yeah it's not as direct as I think a lot of people's like um sources for inspiration are I think it still adds a really kind of cool and interesting take I mean I I've never done something like that but that makes yeah. me kind of want to <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fun like man some people have lots of stuff going on but <laughs> Um, there's also like really pretty things you can write about or just like 
yeah it's nice um I think kind of I I've gathered this a little bit from listening to some of your stuff and I kind of touched on it you have a very kind of unique style in the way that it's like a bunch of different genres kind of intermixed which makes Mm -hmm. this question a great one for you if you had to create a new genre around the style of your music what would you call it oh my gosh um that is such a great question maybe some sort of like mix between jazz and pop um or like folk and jazz um like you said at the beginning um I think those are big sources of my inspiration um like I don't know whatever like if you know the artist Eloise she is pretty much the like genre style that I want to like emulate like I think she is such a good artist so I always try to like um write music a little bit in a style like hers no I mean I think because like when I was listening to it I was like okay you have a lot of these like acoustic sounds to yeah. it. like it's a lot of like guitar or maybe even some like ukulele type deals in there but then it's like the like stylistic of the like the the structure of like the writing itself is very like jazz chord-esque and so it's like yeah. very different because you I think jazz I think like brass I think piano I think like stuff like that and you get the yeah. like guitar like you get every couple minutes where it's just like a little like solo kind of deal and you're talking like your typical jazz but it's like it's it was like a I had to like think about it for a second because it's (laughs) it's not the sounds that you would associate with something like that but it worked really well yeah jazz and folk are like not exactly neighbors but like yeah they can be acquaintances and yeah yeah totally I think just because I grew up with that strong influence with my piano teacher of like doing jazz songs that that was kind of the first type of like chord progressions I turned to when writing music um and then I just ended up putting a different like writing style over it but that was like my my base it was from my piano teacher so you like grew up playing like jazz and everything like that yeah uh, not that well at the beginning it was just a lot of like here's a basic chord um but I think it's nice to be able to like learn a lot more especially since I picked up um classical and like going a lot more like in depth with theory um it's just making learning music a lot more fun so I'm excited to like apply that to new songs I was gonna say do you think the classical I mean, it is, like you said, rather new to your stuff. Do you think it's bled into any of the stuff that you've written so far? Um, Probably just in how I structure, like, um, voice leading or, like, what I consider to be important in piano um, in terms of bringing out the melody, I will also try to bring out in my songs. But I think um, generally I try to keep my piano pretty simple in my songs because I, I do like to put a big emphasis on, like, the vocals being like the most present part of most of my songs as they should be yeah (laughs) (laughs) listeners are I mean as humans we're more attracted to the human voice more than anything else when it comes to sounds and so it's like that's why you get when there's layers and layers of vocals that's where you're gonna see a lot of success not that everything should just be vocal on vocal on vocal but like it helps (laughs) yeah yeah um, is there a release or a song that you've put out that you think best embodies 
who you are as an artist, like your overall sound. Like if you had one song to kind of show someone and sell them on listening to you as an artist, do you know what that song would be? Yes, it would be Who Are You To Say? I think it's like my favorite song by far. Um, Like the one I'm most proud of, like it's, I think it's pretty hard um, when you put out music to kind of be proud of your own songs um, because like you're your own worst self-critic but like who are you to say I'm like really happy with like there's not much I would alter um I think it's pretty catchy so like it people would listen to it um instead of being like man this is slow build um I think I have a pretty um like interesting melody and I like the lyrics a lot and I like what I did with the harmonies a lot um I love the chords it's so jazzy so I think that's like the most recent reflection of what I think my current style is it's like the best representation um that I wish everyone could hear first if they like went to my music page as opposed to Lavi and Rose because I think it's such a change in style um I think this one represents me best is that, I mean, because I, a lot of artists have said that the ones that they find is their like favorite or the one that they think is like most accurate for themselves is not the song that they see people like consuming a lot. And it's usually quite the opposite. It's like, it's the top song is usually one of your least favorites. Do you think that's the same for that you? That is so true. Like, who are you to say is probably like one of my like least streamed songs. Um, but I like, I'm like, no, because I love it so much. But um, Lovey and Rose, I am proud of it, but it's just, I recorded it when I was like 16. Um, so my voice was a lot like, different um and it's it's you know how like it's embarrassing to hear like videos of yourself singing as a kid (laughs) it's kind of like that I'm like my voice it was so like different back then so I I want people to be able to when they like go to my artist page like the first thing they see I would prefer it to be like the most recent reflection of what my voice sounds like now and what my style is now because I think um the way I sing and my voice has like changed quite a bit since 16 years old. So um, it's interesting, but um, I hope, I hope I can get more music out there and then, you know, more people can hear um, what I currently think my style is. Do you, I mean, it's also, it's a little like disheartening in a way because it's like, that's not even like, it's a cover you did, you know, it's not like that you want, like, why is it the one that I yeah. covered rather than all the ones that I've written, the one that's yeah. like shining through? But I, I mean, know if it's disheartening, it's almost just more like embarrassing. I'm like, <laughs> it's like if if like your your mom posted this really embarrassing like video on Facebook of you of like a cover you did when you were a lot younger and then like everyone was seeing it, it kind of feels like that a little bit. Um, not to say I'm <laughs> ungrateful for like how it turned out, but um. It's just interesting, like getting older and my voice maturing and then like listening back on that song. Like I pretty much can't now, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because it's like, it's not even a reflection necessarily of like your writing style. Do you think um, that, who are, who are you to say, mm-hmm. uh, is reflective of I mean, like you said, it's reflective of where your sound is now. Do you think it's reflective of what is yet to come? Absolutely. This next song that I really want to record, 
um, is really similar in style to Who Are You To Say, which I want to be careful that I don't make it sound like exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I'm also really happy with this like song that I want to record um, because I also think it's, it's like a good it's what I wanted it to sound like. Um, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. I mean, you have everybody, I think in different timelines goes through different phases of like finding their sound and everything. And if you think that that is kind of your projection forward, I think you're right in time with like, that is just where your music is going to sit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So which is always good. Like we, mm-hmm. we love a little experimentation, but we also love when things are kind of yeah. put together. Exactly. <laughs> we love a little bit a sense of centrality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which is sometimes hard to do. Cause it's like, you just, you're exposed to so much music and you want to do so oh, yeah. many different things that it's like, mm-hmm. you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And that, but yeah, excited to yeah. see what is yet to come. Thank you. Um, if you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is kind of like a combination of mm. who would you choose okay or who would it be I mean I guess it's not really a, a selection but who would it be my top two would be Eloise and Leve um Eloise is a lot more like jazz pop and Leve is like pure like straight up jazz pretty much but she's really cool she's like a half Icelandic half Chinese like artist and um I just think she's great. She has like a really pretty style. Um, so I really like the like chord progression she uses, but I love Eloise's like production style. So I would love to be like a fusion of them both. <laughs> Do you think your music kind of is? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's getting there. So I'm happy with that. Are those probably the two artists that were at the top of your Spotify wrapped? Oh my God. I was top 0.5% listeners for Eloise. <laughs> Like this year and last year. So <laughs> clearly yeah. there's an influence there. Oh yeah. Um, what, <clears throat> excuse me, what is an outside passion of yours that you feel impacts who you are as an artist? Ooh, um, probably just audio engineering, which is, I mean, they're very correlated, but like, that's my major. And um, going into it, I found a lot more interest just outside of music Although, like, the audio engineering program is really music-focused, like, I got this huge interest in, like, sound design for film and video games, which I've been, like, I've been so busy this year just doing, like, a lot of projects for that. Um, So I got super into, like, location recording on film sets and then doing, like, post-audio and sound design and Foley, and I'm doing the sound design and music for a video game right now, which has been so fun. Um, Because it kind of lets me apply like my music abilities, but not for like songwriting with lyrics, but for like, you know, what would be in the background of a game, which is kind of interesting. Um, But like everything I've learned in like my major is nice because I can pretty much directly apply it to music. So like all the skills I'm learning right now for film and video games are like all techniques that I can use in music production. Um. And like my latest class, Audio 2, which just finished, thank goodness. It was really tough. It was so fun because we had to like 
get a band in and like record them and like for the whole semester basically just like go from a super rough like tracking session mix to like a really final version like this is what you would release um and we were working on it like all semester that was that was a super big like um, learning process for like my skill set and like how to produce music on my own which is super fun do you think that like you said like some of the stuff that you know for music production feeds into that and vice versa do you think any of that feeds into like how you approach your own process of putting songs together like obviously like you've worked like working with Foley and stuff like that and sound design is a different type of audio or work really yeah um and so it's like do you think that that kind of has guided your approach in how you go about like recording different things for your music at all that's interesting um the only thing I think it would really have an impact on is like how I set up my sessions which is a kind of boring answer but I've just gotten like um, a lot quicker with Pro Tools and I, I'm just kind of learning the more ideal ways to like route things and set up things, especially because um, I had to get pretty like fast with it when I was doing like a bunch of film projects over the summer. Um, but I'm not sure how much it has influenced like actual like songwriting or how I'm like structuring anything. It's probably just more so on the production side, like getting a little more efficient. Do you ever find yourself adding any like cool different kind of sounds into some of your songs just from like your experience with sound design and anything like that? Like, do you ever do anything like super experimental? That's interesting. Well, up until this point, I've only worked with Leah for doing like music production. Mm -hmm. So I, I really do leave a lot of the creative choices up to her because I really like respect her as an artist as well. Um, So I think that's something I'll find out when I start like getting into more of recording my own stuff like this next song I would love to um record at Belmont like with their like studios and equipment because it's so nice um so I guess we'll see what comes of that yeah so what do you think is if you had to like set the scene essentially for someone to listen to your music like what is like the best like context in which to kind of consume um some of the stuff that you've written like what kind of like 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 what ideal scenario yeah (laughs) like set Um, the stage for us let me think okay I would want someone to be outside (laughs) okay um okay this is very corny um probably just outside like at some nice little cafe I want it to be relaxed like you're you're gonna be relaxed probably this isn't something you you would listen to like on a run um (laughs) so like just outside um it's a nice day you are enjoying the weather you're at like this coffee shop and then um like the coffee shop is playing jazz music and then maybe like one of my songs comes on or you decide to listen to something like along those lines yeah yeah I mean it's I think like I this is something new that I added this season mm-hmm. um it's just kind of interesting because it's like not everybody's music is something you want to listen to if you're like pre-gaming for a party and not everything yeah. is something you want to listen to when you're going for a run this... but there are types of music that kind of like 
your coffee shop vibe is like yeah. nice little like lighthearted, bulky acoustic kind of vibe. Okay. Maybe something like jazzy. It's like that's yeah, this perfect. is pretty mellow music. Don't listen to it while pre-gaming. <laughs> <laughs> you, Otherwise, you won't want to go to the party after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll turn into a nice cozy night in, which exactly. isn't a bad thing. That but that would be really cute. If your plan yeah. is to party, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um. What is it that you think sets you, <laughs> excuse me, apart from uh, other independent artists? Oh my gosh. Um, I have to think on that one. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I think maybe coming from like a, like a classical background is a little bit different um and also just having a, a pretty strong audio engineering background so um I I feel pretty confident now in, in being able to do all my own stuff also I meant to mention this earlier as a part of like um the beginnings of my songwriting stuff mm -hmm. but like I was in choir for a long time like in high school and that was a big like that's why I include so many like harmonies and stuff like choir was a huge influence for sure on my songwriting like especially like who are you to say and slow they're like just riddled with harmonies um so I think I I, I, I approach my music with a pretty strong um choir like influence with um which is just like an interesting thing to combine with like a jazzy style or like a classical background um so I think that kind of makes it a little bit interesting to listen to kind of having that combination of like yeah. you grew up playing piano you grew up in choir you have this sort of like jazz influence and now with the whole classical factor like it's a that concoction of things yeah is kind of what it's makes a weird weird mesh I don't know about a weird mesh, but I think it makes for interesting, <laughs> an interesting time. Yeah. Um, what kind of impact do you want to have with the music you make, with your artistry as a whole? What kind of impression mm -hmm. do you want to leave? I really want to like move people or have it connect with their own life because I think a lot of the situations I write about are pretty common, honestly, um, and pretty applicable to like what people might be experiencing in their own life. And while a lot of stuff is from like other people's perspectives, there are a couple from my own like slow. It's like a super deeply like personal song. Um, and but I always I always try to make it so that it's um, connectable. Like I don't want it. Um, you listen to it and it's like. I have never experienced this, like, such a niche specific situation she's talking about. Like, um, so I really wanted to connect with somebody and I really wanted to be able to, like, move them because they can see it and how it, like, exists in their own life. Um, yeah, I think it's just a nice feeling when you, like, move people. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you kind of going off of your answer do you find that like listening back like in your own because you know which songs you wrote from your own perspective which songs you wrote as like the observer if you mm -hmm. will um do you find that there is a contrast in kind of how you wrote those songs because one is from like essentially first person point of view and the other one is not I think 
Um, some of the ones that are about my own life are a lot slower songs um, because it's a lot more deeply personal. So whatever I'm writing about is probably pretty like like it was it was important to me at the time. Um, so I, I didn't approach it from like, I want to make this sound as catchy as possible when I was writing it. It was like, I really need to like get these feelings out. So let me see like what comes of that. And then you get songs like slow. <laughs> Do you like do you think that you can hear that at all in like a different kind of way? I mean, obviously, like you can tell which songs are yeah. slower, but like, do you think in any sort of like do you write lyrics in a different way when you're mm. writing like from a true first person perspective <clears throat> versus retelling someone else's story? I actually think the only difference is probably in like production or the structure of the song. Um, I think generally my 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 lyric style has stayed pretty consistent um I that wasn't like that was never intentionally planned that's just like something that ended up happening I, I've I think I'm starting to like the lyric style that I'm at so I've been trying to like keep that consistent regardless of like what perspective it's coming from so um the differences you will hear will be in like just the overall like sound of the song as opposed to the lyrics do you find that one is harder to write than the other or one oh, takes you songs longer. are so hard to write <laughs> um it's it, it's yeah for sure like some of them um yeah some are hard to sing like it, it can be pretty emotional so um that's why it's kind of nice to almost go from an observer perspective because um it, it, if you're writing about really like personal stuff all the time it can be super taxing um, so it's kind of nice to be able to still explore like being creative and writing um, without necessarily always like thinking about like the hardest trials and tribulations of your life. Um, so, yeah, I think that's I think you're probably the first person to say it, that like it's harder to write from your own kind of like perspective than from like someone else's because it's like. I mean, just from the standpoint of you're living those experiences, you think it would be yeah. easier, but then it's also at the same time, like you said, it's it can be taxing to be writing about all those things all of the time. Like, do, yeah. um, do you kind of resort to writing like as the observer, I keep calling it, um, when you don't necessarily have anything to write about from your own perspective? Or is it just like, like what kind of sparks that versus writing um, your own I think I always have something that I could be writing about from my own perspective it's just like you I, I want to keep a balance like I really don't want to burn myself out with mm -hmm. music or songwriting um which is why I'm I'm pretty interested in going down like a sound design route but then still like doing music seriously but just not as my main thing because it is it can be really like taxing um, I think how I differentiate between which ones I write is like preventing burnout, right? Like after doing like a deeply personal song or something, I kind of want to be a little more lighthearted or write about something that's easier to think about. Um, so then I'll go to like the observer perspective, like what's going on around me and what, how can I write about that? Um, so it's kind of just switching back and forth so I don't get too like too like deep in and like 
yeah I, I just I don't want to burn myself out too much so I try to be careful with that no I think I think burnout is a very real thing and it's like some people are fully committed to just live and breathe doing the music thing day in and day out but a lot of us can't do it yeah I know it's hard. I know I made like a decision a while ago that I was like I love doing this I will never stop doing it but it's like I can't I don't want to get to the point where I'm like forced to be doing this yeah. like it's forced creativity is kind of an oxymoron you yeah, know like exactly. it's you can't it's I mean if you for, like if you get into the habit of doing it cool but like if you're like forcing yourself to be doing these things it's either you're going to have a negative relationship with it and you're not going to want to do it anymore or yep. you're going to start creating a bunch of crap yeah exactly at least I, for a while like if you can push through and get there cool but like for a while it's going to be that way so like I don't think there's like you, you I think some people like they're like oh like you don't take yourself seriously as an artist if you're not fully immersed in it all the time but I'm like if it's something that you're still passionate about and you're still continuing to do and putting a like essentially wearing your heart on your sleeve in a lot of these songs mm-hmm. I think that is a better way to do it than just full send it and just do it like your life depends on it if that's mm-hmm. not what you really want yeah for sure writing those like three songs for the VR game I had to do them in a pretty short amount of time that was like man I was so burnt out um because it, it was just really hard like um writing that much in a short amount of time like I wasn't really feeling that creative and I was like but I need to get this done um and so that was pretty frustrating and then that kind of made me realize like I really want to approach music slowly because I don't ever want to put myself in a position where I'm like resenting it yeah yeah because I mean like it can happen naturally where you're kind of doing it in a comfortable way and it grows just Mm -hmm. kind of as it happens and then you get more and more comfortable with doing it more and more regularly yeah but it's like if you're forcing it you're not doing yourself any favors exactly yeah it's it's hard Mm -hmm. um shoot I totally forgot what I was going to say um I think that in that case that kind of brings us to the last question that I always ask and kind of what I bodied the whole podcast around which is why music Uh, um I think man it's like such a short question but a really hard one to answer very (laughs) open-ended I think um music is a really good way of um expressing yourself when you combine it with sort of like layers of production and um different chords and backgrounds you can really deliver a message um in a really powerful way like even more powerful than just regular words I think it really like enhances whatever message you want to get across um and it just connects with people it like um it gets people through hard times or like uplifts people it's just like I don't know it really keeps keeps the world going like it's just it it connects people and it moves people and I think that's like just really important to have no absolutely it's it's all about the human connection it's all about just kind of the human experience really and music does a lot for that yeah all right well that brings us to the end of the first episode of season two of the why music podcast check back again next tuesday for another conversation with another independent artist thanks for listening